0: man come on the light's green let's go where is it oh there it is and uh old boy had and uh oh you know boy. they can, yeah <laughs> hey we're gonna keep names out with recent events okay
1: nice Late to work sports, sports. What up, world? And welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I am your host, Jonathan, with my host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray?
0: What's up, John? How you doing today?
1: Oh, man. Hey, I'm doing good because I won $250 off the Super Bowl, so I'm doing pretty good. I'd be doing
0: good, too, if I did that.
1: Hey, over double my money, so I'll take it. But speaking of Super Bowl, we're going to recap it, man. We got a pretty good show. We're going to start kind of closing out our big uh, topics on the NFL. you know, obviously there'll be some stuff trickling in here and there, I'm sure, especially with uh, some wild takes and free agency and all this and that going on. but um, we're pretty much gonna be done, man. We're getting ready to roll into some uh, some baseball, some hockey, some basketball. It's gonna uh, it's gonna sound different here shortly.
0: There's going to be a lot of love for these other sports.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got to. Got to give them some love. Got to get some in here. Got ready. some new guests Man, I'm coming ready up for in here. Are you ready for baseball?
0: I'm ready for baseball.
1: I know you. you like you some Braves. I sure do. Let's go, Padres. Hoping to go to a lot of games. Slam Diego. So, well, are you ready to get up in it?
0: I'm ready if you are.
1: Let's go. All right. So, first off, Let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the big game here, and that was the Super Bowl, where uh, the Kansas City Chiefs played the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know about you, man, but I, I thought this was a pretty good Super Bowl. Um, the Eagles came to play. I know a lot of people talked really bad about you know their schedule and this and that and this and that, and I've seen some breakdowns, I've seen some stuff on it, and there is indicators that it was possibly You know, weak at times, this and that, but hey, sometimes that's just how it goes. They ended up being in there against the number one seed from the AFC, and they put on a show. Um, They actually ran more plays than Kansas City, which was really actually surprising to me. They were leading by double digits at the half. Um, At the half, it was 14-24. to They held Mahomes under 200 passing yards, and they did have three touchdowns, but he was held under 200 passing yards. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts threw for over 300. Um, Had three rushing touchdowns Jalen Hurts did and one passing touchdown. So the man was one one-man wrecking crew. I mean, he was just out there putting his heart on the line, you know, performing and everything. And uh, unfortunately, if you're a Philadelphia fan, you ended up going home sad. So you watched that double-digit lead at half evaporate, and the Kansas City Chiefs kicked a field goal with mere seconds left. And uh, the Eagles threw the ball, got one chance. You know, they heaved it, and uh, it was short. Obviously, it didn't go to anybody. I've seen that that Hurts stepped on the back of Kelsey's foot, which obviously is going to change his you know, throw motion and stuff like that, but the uh, the game was really good, man. The only issue that that I seen and a lot of people seen it and a lot of people are upset about is the holding penalty towards the end against uh, Bradford or, or excuse me, Bradbury. Bradbury. And uh, I was a little upset with the call. I don't think it was a good call. It was a holding penalty by definition. Um, Bradbury came out and said, "Yes, I hold. I held him." Um, but I just thought they let us play. The ball was way overthrown. You know what I mean? It was, even if he hadn't done that little, because it was a minor hold, even if he hadn't done that penalty, Juju was not going to get there in time. It was overthrown. So I was a little upset about that call. You know, a lot of people were going to say, we were screwed out of the championship. We were screwed. I disagree with that. I don't think that the Philadelphia Eagles are screwed out of a out of a chance to win the game. Um, Aren't screwed out of winning the game. They were possibly screwed out of the chance to, you know, to get in field goal range to maybe even win the game. I can see that argument, but they also gave up a ten point lead. So, um, from what you've seen with the game, Ray Ray, what did uh, what did you think about it?
0: Yeah, man. So I have to disagree that they they got screwed out that like a lot of people say, you, you put yourself in that position. Like you're just saying you were up by 10 points. You should have capitalized on that. should have stayed up on that. You know, your, your fumble by Jalen Hurts, that scoop and scored, that Hurts against you. I mean, that's seven points given up. Mm-hmm. You take that away. You're not in this position to begin with. And then it's like you said, though, like we've talked about before, it's consistency. They weren't throwing flags really all night. Then here we are at the end with, what, roughly three minutes left. And now here come the flags. And I think that's where the biggest issue is. It's not really, was it a holding or was it not? Is it a good call? Is it a bad call? It's, once again, it's consistency. We haven't called them throughout the whole game, but now right here at the end, we're going to call them, and now it matters because it's uh, obviously it mattered to the game. The clock was gone when the Eagles finally got the ball, and they could never amount to drive. Where if we stayed consistent, we don't call the flag that leaves the Eagles, what, over two and a half minutes to drive the field to try to score themselves. Mm-hmm. I just, the calls like that that completely alter a game are just bad officiating unless you're calling it from the start. But then you get an issue with flags all over the field. So there is a happy medium, but you have got to find that happy medium. You can't just go from nothing to we're throwing them all the time.
1: Yeah, and I think that was the issue, man, is like you've let them play. It was a minor call. It was a minor play, and yes, it was holding, but ultimately it wasn't going to alter the ball. And, and now, just so everybody's aware out there, a holding call does not necessarily mean that you kept the player from getting the ball or anything like that. A holding call is called before the ball's thrown, if it's a hold on the wide receiver, before the ball or tight end or running back if they're going out to catch the ball. But it's eligible be- receiver. Yeah, it's before the ball is thrown. That is what a holding call. So, Mahomes threw the ball to his left. Had he still thrown it to left and somebody held on the right side of the field, it still would have been a holding call. It's just one of the things, like, it wasn't really going to change the outcome of the game. Or that play, rather. Um, I, I mean, I don't even understand why Bradbury did it. He, he didn't need to, I don't think. I think he just panicked a little bit, you know. Um and it's, and hey man, it's sometimes
0: that pressure just gets to you.
1: Yeah, and I want to tell you what, man. Juju now is trolling him, and... Uh, yeah, well, I, we should
0: have seen that coming. That's Juju's big on that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, I love, 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 love that the NFL is going wild on him right now. So, and it's... Well, I, I said the NFL. It's, I guess, the, uh, the Eagles. So, Juju said, you know, what he said about... Uh, oh, what is it? He posted, like... It's a fake Valentine's a pic- card.
0: Yeah, it was a picture of him being held, and it was like, hold me in the most important moments yeah, or something so like that. Yeah,
1: so he said, uh, a va- happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And then he posted, like, you know, the little, little memes that go around every year about different players, and it says, I'll hold you when it matters most. Well, A.J. Brown, obviously the wide receiver for the Eagles, did not like that. And he said, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or even was, but congrats again. So he said that, and then I don't know if you've seen it, but the cornerback for the Eagles, um, Gardner, he also came and took a shot at him. Yeah. And uh, C.J. Gardner, or Gardner-Johnson, rather, he says, uh, I got more INTs than Bra has touchdowns. Maybe I need to change the wide receiver. He had six INTs last year. Juju had three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, man, Juju's just falling off of relevancy. And at this point, he's just grasping for straws. Like
1: It's an Eli Apple.
0: Oh, yeah, no, that's what it is. I mean, that one time about he was out of his way out of the league, that's so true, though. The Steelers didn't want him anymore. You went to the right team. Like if you were right place, right time, that was Juju Smith Schuster this year.
1: So do you think he gets re signed next year? By the Chiefs?
0: Until they can find a better replacement, I would think so. So I'll as of right now As of right now, probably. You probably keep him on. But with if he wants to play that I guess the TikTok stuff or the bad publicity, Kansas doesn't really seem to be that kind of team. It doesn't really seem like they care for loudmouth talkers.
1: Andy Reid, I don't think, besides T.O., Andy Reid, I can't think of any people that he's really had that were just off the charts, talking trash. And obviously when Andy Reid coached in Philly, right, social media wasn't like it is now, so... You know, I just wouldn't be
0: surprised either way when it comes to Juju. I wouldn't be surprised if they re-sign him till they can find something to replace him, but also wouldn't be surprised if they pass on him due to his antics off the field. And the antics just being that of the trash talking and all. They don't seem to be into that.
1: Nah, not really, so... Well, I guess we'll talk about the rest of our NFL topics before we change up uh, sports or anything. And uh, the next one that I have, we'll do a little... Uh, are you buying or are you selling here with the rumor mill and where some key quarterbacks are being rumored to go? So, first off, we got old Jimmy G. Obviously, yeah. he is out with the 49ers. Apparently, him and Kyle Shanahan's relationship soured more this year. I can see
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I can see too. it. The players, the players already didn't like him. That means everybody else probably didn't like you either.
1: Well, they... They said that they liked him better than, or they they've supported him better than Trey Lance, but I, I kind of got a feeling there was some other stuff that happened in the background. Man,
0: I, I don't know. Who
1: knows? You know, you never it's know the like, locker room. But
0: what is it? It's picking a the lesser of the two evils.
1: Hey, well, Brock Purdy, I tell you what, he's probably the starter of that team. So, but <laughs> well,
0: not this year, not this coming <laughs> year.
1: Well, I don't know because maybe they're still waiting. They 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 have hope. They think he can still come back in time. We'll see. I doubt it. Um, at least so we'll where are we start... buying
0: or selling Jimmy G at? Where's he going? Jimmy
1: G, buyer selling, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Mm. We don't think they're going to give Kyle Trask the uh, the chance. No, I'm, I'm buying. If I'm the Bucs, I'm going to have to do it. I want somebody experienced in there at this point. I still think the teams around them to make it happen, it's not as good as they were two to three years ago. But I still think they have a chance with the right person. Obviously, with Tom Brady this year, he had enough things going on. He did look a little bit weaker on the field, but he also had a lot going on at home. So with him passing the mantle to whoever comes in next, I think it has to be an experienced quarterback, and Jimmy G, I think, can get that done. I don't think they'll be championship caliber, but they'll do better than they did this year.
1: Well, I feel like Jimmy G also kind of fits that mold for – for uh, Tampa, the kind of the mold that obviously he's not the caliber player that Tom Brady is at this point in his career, but I think he kind of fits the mold of Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Kind of that I'm not yeah. necessarily taking off running, I'm going to throw it, I'm going to read the field. Um, can Jimmy G stay in Tampa, Florida, and focus on the game and not the scenery around? And you know exactly what I mean. That's... Yeah, he's,
0: gonna, he's not going to focus on the game. He'll get yeah. lost there.
1: Yep. So You need
0: to send him somewhere in the Midwest where there's nothing to do. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know where you sent Green Bay. <laughs> uh, well, no. Uh. Green Bay. I mean, speaking of Green Bay, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he's getting ready to start his uh, – or maybe he started today. I don't know. He's getting ready to start his little uh, dark retreat for four days and four nights. When he comes out, he's going to let us know what he's going to do with his future. We're going to say that he's staying in the NFL. Uh, He's already kind of talked like he's got more in his tank. So we got two destinations right now. And I'm going to give you both of them to start. And you tell me which one you're buying, which one you're selling, or are you selling both of them?
0: All right, throw them at
1: me. All right, the first location we have is playing for the New York Jets. And the second location is playing for the Las Vegas Raiders. What you got?
0: Um, So if I'm Rodgers, I'm retiring, first off, if I go to the Jets. (laughs) I just think that's what's going to happen. But the Jets, I'm selling. I think they got enough young talent there. They can get something going. Eagles proved this year you can draft the talent and you can make it all the way. You just got to have enough time and buy into it. Again, as Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's got time for that to happen. Las Vegas looks like a more put-together team. They just fell apart. Because like we talked about before, just you and I, that Vegas on paper, man, looked like they were going to be a threat. They looked like they were going to be yep. a team. And I, man, I don't think anybody could tell you what happened to that. And I don't know if it's the fact that Derek Carr just wasn't doing good there or not. But if you throw A-Rod on there, you throw a man who's, what, 39 years old, roughly, got all this time in the league, put him back with Devontae Adams, I'm buying all day as Las Vegas. I'm spending that money. Let's, let's buy the Super Bowl.
1: Hey, it's all about buying it and winning now. Because, uh, like like I've said before, the, uh, the LA Rams had the worst record for a defending champion in NFL history.
0: But yeah, you know what like everybody's going to remember in
1: 10 years from now? The they're, LA Rams won champions. a
0: Super Bowl. That's all that matters. That's it. So, All
1: right, well, this one is a little bit of a... This is my theory on what happened. So obviously, you know, Derek Carr today was released from his contract. This was obviously to save the Raiders forty million dollars. And uh, of yeah, they were going to trade him, weren't they? Aren't
0: they? Him. And he hmm? asked to be—they uh, were going to trade him, from what I read. But he asked to be released.
1: Correct. They were going to trade him, but he didn't—he didn't ask to be released. Mm. He refused to accept a trade because it was in his contract.
0: Oh, okay, so that's pretty much the same thing.
1: So yeah, now here's my thought process on it, right? And, I, and I'll ask you if you're buying or selling this team after I give you my thought process, but he's been talking multiple times now with the New Orleans Saints. My thought process is I'm selling that they're both, or I'm sorry, I'm buying that they're both bought in for this. And the thought process is if I go there under this big contract, maybe they don't have cap, I know they don't have cap room, I believe is what I saw. So now we can restructure my contract, work together, make something happen. Oh, and by the way, we don't have to give any trades up to the former team. So I think a deal was worked. Like, hey, don't accept the trade. Let yourself go to free agency. We're gonna sign you from here. That's my thought process on it. Maybe he's working the angle, thinking if I'm out there and I'm. Now free to negotiate more teams to Jets or other teams, you know, that are in need of a quarterback to make it happen. Maybe even Minnesota wants to get rid of Kirk Cousins and go with him. Who knows? Maybe more options are open to him. So those are my two
0: things. Hmm? Yeah, now they don't have to give up anything for him. Just the money. Just to pay for him to come play.
1: Correct. So those are my two things. That second option maybe this is all on Derek Carr, and he's just like, "Mm, you know what, I'm going to test it out there. If the Saints really want me, they'll come after me. So are you buying or selling that he goes to New Orleans?
0: So given how Derek Carr has been acting and what he did with the Pro Bowl, it does seem like he's playing to see who wants to come get me. right? Who wants to come get me? Who wants to do what? But at the same time, it didn't seem like Vegas wanted Carr really that much. But it looked like that New Orleans is willing to get Carr to the extent of they worked out this deal, and he seemed to be good to go with it in a sense, right? Obviously, he didn't want to be traded like we just talked about because it's in his contract. But at the same time, you you play it how you can. You do what you can to get what you want. At the end of the day, you know, the only person that cares about you and your career is you. So I think he'll – I'll buy – I say the saints get him. I think that he's going to be a little bit of that loyalty repaid. They show a little bit of love and interest in him. He's going to give it back. And that's what I think he's looking for out of a team is a team that's willing to show him that love and loyalty. We'll,
1: we'll see. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think that the saints could really do well with him there. So I think, I think he'd be a good fit for them and, uh, I'm not a fan of him, but
0: no, personally, I don't want him to go because I want him to do good on the team he goes to. Just to kind of like, look what you gave up, you know. Kind of look back at his ex and be like, "This is what you. This is what you gave up." <laughs> but if he goes to the Saints, I'm just going to have to hope that he does trash.
1: You got to. You got to. As I mean, a, as a Falcon fan, you have to. So yeah. With that, that leads me into my last buy and sell here. Lamar Jackson right now is being talked about among circles of going to play for the Atlanta Falcons they say Arthur Blake has been quoted as saying Lamar Jackson is a carbon copy of Michael Vick and that uh, he, he likes that you know what I mean um, I think that us as Atlanta Falcons fans are conditioned now to want to see a dual threat quarterback of some sense uh, I know Matt Ryan was not But, you know, we had Vic before him. and we had a couple, you know, Matt Schaub and stuff like that. You know, before him and stuff like that. But really, once Matt Ryan left, we had Marcus Mariota this year. He ran. Desmond Ritter, he ran. I think us as Falcons fans are just conditioned for that. So, are you buying or selling that he goes to Atlanta if, now, if he hits the free agent market?
0: I'm selling all day. I'm sticking to my point last week. We don't need them. I don't want them. We'll be better off with rebuilding everything else, rebuilding the O-line, rebuilding the D-line, fixing up the secondary, and then giving our young gun a chance. So as a Falcons fan, I'm selling, but looking at it from the the wow factor and what's going to sell tickets and what's going to bring us money, I'd be buying. So it's hard to say as a fan of the team what I think should happen and what I feel like is going to happen.
1: I'm the same as you. I'm the same as you. And like I said, I know we talked about it last week. I just know that the talks have heated up a little bit more. Uh, right. I don't more like relevant. it personally. I don't think you've gave, uh, I don't think you gave Desmond long enough to, to show what he can do. So I, I'm not a big fan of it. I hope this is just hearsay. And this is just the sports media finding something to talk about, but uh, time will tell. We'll We'll see how it plays out. But, I'm, I'm hopefully, I'm selling me personally, because I'm just like you. I want to pump that money into other things, and you know, let's see what this rookie does. I don't think we're not, we're not Super Bowl bound next year, in my opinion, right now. No, right. putting Lamar on there's
0: not going to change any of that. You're still going to have the same issues. You're just going to sell more tickets because yep. you finally got that Michael Vick back.
1: Yep. So, well, since we're on Georgia, right before we continue on with some of the rest of these uh, topics here. Would you like to talk about your uh, your hot Georgia take that you were talking about? Uh, and I know it's not a hot take, but your uh Just your the recent things.
0: news for for the actual college fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of heartbreaking. It's kind of funny. We talked about Lamar coming to Atlanta, but at the same time we have uh, Todd Munkin for Georgia going to Baltimore to go be their OC. So it's unfortunate that we're losing him. I know that we're at the point where Georgia was willing to spend about $3 million on him. I'm not sure how much Baltimore is paying them, but it must be a lot more than three mil because that is a lot for just an assistant coach in college. So Georgia immediately, though, rehires uh, Mike Bobo, who was the quarterback from 95 to 97. He did pretty decent then, but I know as our offensive coordinator, a lot of people didn't care for him because he was a run, run, pass, punt kind of guy, and we got used to winning. We don't want to go back to that. But during that time, to during now, Mike Bobo has gone on a hiatus. He went to go kind of find himself, I guess, as a head coach with the Rams, or with the Colorado Rams, I believe is what it was, for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Went, to, went to Auburn last year, or two years ago. Last year was an analyst underneath Munkin, and now here he is. Munkin had high words for him, high praise, saying that he was doing well, he was doing good. It's kind of like a protege thing, right? I mean, you might have done bad back in the day, but here we are. He's 49 years old. He's more seasoned. He's got a lot more knowledge. He is with a guy, you know, who says high to praise, who obviously was worth a lot. So it, as a Georgia fan, it's a little little worrisome that we're going to fall back, but also having Kirby as the head coach, I think that range is going to be a little bit tighter, like, hey, man, at the end of the day, you know, in the words of Nick Saban, I have the final say-so on these plays. So you better call them right, and we better start playing some football.
1: Yeah, we'll, so, uh, we'll see how that shakes up the college world, and uh, more importantly, how it shakes up uh, Georgia. I mean, is Georgia going to you know, have any issues with the transition now, or is it going to be like a, a smooth transition from one to the other? That's, well, you know,
0: uh, it, it makes it tough and hard points because you're going to have a new quarterback and a new O.C., but at but, the same time, is that a good thing? Because now something? they can grow and learn together.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now that now it's a it's it's the whole thing. Uh, I know you heard at boot camp that they say uh, somebody who's never shot a gun, right, is Better easier to teach how to guys. shoot a rifle. Yeah, because they don't they're a blank slate. They don't know, so you don't have to break bad habits. So this guy doesn't know how. You know, possibly whoever the starting quarterback is doesn't know how Georgia throws the ball and how they play offense and how this they, they have the practice squad but they don't really know no per se
0: right and they just the, watched from the bench last year the only one who had any reps is carson beck really i know stockton got a few in one game but you know now they have a chance whoever gets to be the starting quarterback can make that relationship with mike bobo that monk in and uh old boy had and uh you know boy. they can, <laughs> yeah hey we're gonna keep names out with recent events okay Ah. He's got to get back on the horse. He's falling off of it.
1: <laughs> Is it like hanging on sideways while a horse runs, or like?
0: Yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, that draft man. doc's going to depend on what, where he's at on that horse. But they we have that chance to actually grow and meld does... together.
1: Yeah, but we know the NFL doesn't care about that.
0: No, they don't. Not That's at all.
1: About can you play? That's it. They've had. They've had worse. They've yeah. let people
0: go by with worse. Uh-huh. They just won't perform it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got we got people that are hunting women in the face and they're like come on join my team like what and that ain't even the worst you know i mean that ain't even the worst of some of these people so
0: but it'll be interesting to see i'm sure the tennessee fans like captain carry are probably happy with that thinking that we're gonna fall apart with it but i don't think we will so him and malone can continue to cry and wipe their tears with their little tennessee orange
1: I'm going to need you to keep Rayman's name out of your mouth.
0: Hey, he was wrong. He was awful weak, week, but he was still wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah from like six years ago. <laughs> I think it was eight years ago that we yeah. asked him. Mm, watch that question. Uh, just
0: for, just so all you know, he was off a week on when Georgia and Tennessee played and knew the uniform, color, and everything still, and the final score. This dude so is really
1: Rainman with Tennessee's facts. Just Tennessee,
0: though. He'll say SEC, but it's mainly just Tennessee, which still... It's extremely mind impressive.
1: Mind blowing. He remembers uniforms to wear. And it's not like this dude goes to their games every game. Like he just, it's not he like about oh, okay. does now.
0: Huh? He traveled to LSU last year. He about does now. He got that money, I guess, going into debt to go watch his team.
1: <laughs> He's trying to sell his soul, hoping that they win one. Yeah. <laughs> well
0: they they sold it last year then.
1: How'd that go, Corwin? <laughs>
0: just going to drop all the Tennessee fans. Yeah, I'm going to throw
1: them all out there. I'm going to throw them all out there. I told Corwin they would lose more than one game. He's like,
0: no way. No, no. way.
1: I was like, yeah. I'm telling you right Don't now. Don't cry the when they point.
0: go 8-4 and four next year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, but now that we're done bashing Tennessee. <laughs> uh, and I'll be honest with you, I was rooting for Tennessee last year, man.
0: Oh, I know you were. You was riding it.
1: Hey man, Tennessee at one point was the best team in the country. I don't care what anybody well, says. Well, next year
0: I expect you to pull for LSU since you're their fan now. I, I mean, maybe we'll see. We'll see how it plays
1: off. I'm not 100% their fan either. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm dying on the Virginia Tech wagon here anymore. It's like, uh, I'm just tired of losing. Like it's just not even fun no more. I mean, I've always been an FSU fan because I grew up. An hour and a half from Tallahassee, and that was all my family members were FSU fans, you know. My dad used to go watch Neon Dion play and stuff, so I've always been an FSU fan a little bit at heart. But uh,
0: but no one's got I'm, you like Virginia Tech's got you. Huh? So, But no one has you like Virginia Tech has you. Had. Past tense. Had. Oh, you're letting them go.
1: I'm going to be honest with you. I, I barely watched any of their games this year because every time I did, it was just embarrassing looking.
0: Just so everyone knows, I don't know if it's been covered. It's only because of Mike Vick. So uh, if you ever question how much of a fan Shady is of Atlanta, just know that's why his favorite college team was Virginia Tech. I changed
1: my whole college team to Virginia Tech. I ain't never even been to Virginia.
0: I don't even know if you can spell Virginia right.
1: I can, okay.
0: I'm proud of you.
1: V-I-R-G-I-N-A.
0: As a Georgia fan, I couldn't tell you if that was right or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: well, now that you're done, now that you're done insulting my Florida education, let's uh, let's move into a topic I've seen today that i wanted to talk about, and uh, that was top QBs that are threatening Mahomes or could threaten Mahomes next year or in the next couple years for the top spot. So. There was a sports analyst, and I'm not gonna throw his name out there, cause I really don't care for the dude personally. But he, uh, I guess he was asked, you know, who are your top five, and in this order from five to one that we're gonna threaten Mahomes, he put number five as Josh Allen, so quarterback for the Bills. Number four, Lamar Jackson, quarterback currently for the Ravens. We'll see how that goes off season. Number three was Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. Number two, Jalen Hurts, obviously quarterback for the defending AFC champs, Philadelphia Eagles. And number one was your boy Joe Cool, Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. I can only agree with this guy with one pick, honestly, in that order. Now. I can't agree with a couple of them. Um, actually, I agree with, with with four out of the five, just completely wrong order in my opinion. So the way I have it from five to one, and then I see what you got, Ray Ray. I got, and I'm looking at, um, so me personally, I'm looking at in possibly a year to two. I'm not looking long, long term, but I'm looking at a year to two.
0: Like around the corner.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. And you'll see why. one reason why I said that and why I got it ranked this way. So number five to me is Justin Herbert. And I'm going to be honest okay. with you, I had some problems with that one. That was a little tough one for me because I also tossed it up between Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Hang on. So I tossed those back and forth, but I, I end up sticking with Herbert because I just don't feel like I feel like Herbert had a rough season this year, but I don't think I've seen enough from Trevor Lawrence yet to edge out Herbert. Trevor Lawrence had a no, that's horrible, fair. had a horrible rookie year.
0: We talking about this is the rookie year this year. Even his teammates said it.
1: You don't get <laughs> yeah. to count
0: that with all. Uh, you know, I can't think of his name, but Urban What Meyer. a terrible coach. Yeah. Oh.
1: Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. I, I'm gonna throw a stat in here because, you know, I love me some stats. Um, first, of all, I'm gonna throw two in. Let me because I forgot to put this one out there. For all them Eagle fans out there, uh, this is an ugly stat, but as a Atlanta Falcons fan, Ooh, I, I have love to throw it, it out there because it makes me feel shout better. Shout out
0: to Tommy at the pawn shop on this one coming up. Do what? I said shout out to Tommy. He's a Philadelphia fan who works at the family pawn shop because I already right. know where you're going with this Hey, one. this is
1: for you, Tommy. This is for you. The Philadelphia Eagles are the second team in Super Bowl history to give up a double-digit lead that they had going into halftime. They were obviously up by 10 points. The only other team to do it, the Atlanta Falcons. The old 28-3. and I've so, had to live with out that. Go
0: that, ahead uh, that other one though about Philly too for them. That Another you one? shared. Oh yeah.
1: What was the other one? You tell me because I don't remember. Oh! yeah, oh. there you go. Oh, no, no, Oh man, should I... You know what? I'll do it now. I'll do it now. I'll pull a different stat out at the end of the show. So, Philadelphia, this is the city of Philadelphia now, is, is the first time in professional sports history that one city has had three professional teams lose three championships in a three-month span. Or in a 100-day span, excuse me, 100-day span. That's painful. Lost mm. the World Series, lost soccer championship, lost Super Bowl.
0: Hey, it's no longer the city of brotherly love. It's the city of chokers now.
1: Yeah, good. So many to take uh, from Atlanta.
0: Remember, Georgia, we won at least two of them back to back. We got the Dogs and we had the Braves. How you get three and you can't even win one?
1: Well, my Falcons ain't winning nothing. So, hey, you got to sacrifice
0: uh, one team for another. Uh huh. I said you got to sacrifice one of the teams for another.
1: I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So, um, but yeah, like I said, so. Herbert was number five, but uh, the stat for Trevor Lawrence, just so everybody knows, and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars fans, pay attention because y'all may like to hear this. Trevor Lawrence is the second person in NFL history to double his touchdowns from one season to the next and half his interceptions. The it only other person. Who you huh?
0: gotta, I'm not to say, just not to jump on and jump into you, but it doesn't matter who your sporting cast is.
1: Very much true. The uh, the other person to do it, Drew Brees. So.
0: That wasn't while he was with the Chargers, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to look up exactly when it happened. <laughs> I had to look it up. I don't know exactly when it happened. But, um, so back to my list. Number four, Jalen Hurts. Now, I know that he was ranked two on the other person's list. I just don't think, I, believe me, I am a Jalen Hurts fan but I just don't believe he has done enough yet to show that he can jump the other two people on my list. I mean, I just personally don't. And the uh, the number three, Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know that one's probably going to be the one people are like, what? It depends on where he goes. If he stays with Green Bay, then no. But I'm banking on Aaron Rodgers going to, me personally, going to the Raiders, not retiring. But who knows in four days when he sees sunlight for the first time where he goes. I'm saying he goes to the Raiders and I'm saying right there, he's automatically gonna make that a Super Bowl contending team.
0: That's so, fair.
1: That's that's why I got him number three. Number two to me is Josh Allen. He he played with an injury almost his whole season. And people forget about that, you know, that Josh Allen was playing injured a lot of this season and still is getting out there and performing and He's performing in the AFC. I'm going to tell you right now, the AFC currently is the dominant conference. I mean, they are the dominant conference. So, I don't understand how anybody can put some of these other players in front of him when Joe, I mean, uh, Josh Allen was almost in the Super Bowl. You know, what, was it last year where they had the explosive one back and forth with him and beholds?
0: Yeah, man, that's one uh but you know, that's just Buffalo's story. They're real good at getting there almost getting close, but they can't capitalize.
1: Yeah, well, I think you get him some more pieces. You gotta give him some more pieces, man. I mean he's got he's got digs, but that's it. I mean, who else does he have? On, I mean he's got some flashes of some wide receivers that do decent. I mean Dawson Knox from time, to time helps
0: him out pretty well. Huh? So Dawson Knox helps him out it seems pretty okay time to time, the tight Yeah, end. but you
1: could still upgrade him. I mean, there's still upgrades all across the board that you could get. I mean, if they could get a definitive number two wide receiver, you know, or, or a bruising back, you know what I mean, somebody to help him. that'd be huge. And right now, I don't think – kind of I personally like the, don't believe they have It
0: seems like the Atlanta story with Matt Ryan and Julio kind of right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had – we had uh, Michael Turner but that was when Julio was was young mm-hmm. you know
0: not really in his prime yet
1: no and then we had Devonte Freeman and that was a, he he showed flashes of greatness in me he was in the Super Bowl with us, mm-hmm. and then he just fell off the map you know well that's he, the thing
0: though that's just it's hard to say the nfl you know not for long for a reason You either stop doing good or you just get too bad banged up
1: mm-hmm. so and then my number one of course is Joe Burrow Mr. Joe Cool i personally think I think within five years, the Cincinnati Bengals will hoist the Lombardi Trophy. I mean, that's my personal opinion. So that is my list. What is your list, or do you have any uh, arguments on mine?
0: No, I mean, yours is fair. It's opinion-based. I mean, you got some good ones on there. The whole, so I guess Trevor Lawrence is number six if you had to extend it by one. Yep, yep. Okay, I would agree with Sunshine being there. I think that's his, it's his true rookie year. I know I've already said that, but given last year, man, that's a write-off. He really showed it this year. I think next year he might surprise you and be in the top three of your list. Possibly. Uh, that being said, though, I don't have him in my top five. I'm going to throw a loop at you. I honestly think Derek Carr is going to go to the right place at number five. If he fits in the right place, I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. He's going to come in ready to play. And he's going to be like, wow, was this guy? I truly think that's going to happen. But it's going to really depend, again, on what the cast they put around him. But if he goes to the Saints, easily in the top five of rivaling Patty Mahomes. Okay.
1: Uh, I, can, I can see that argument, and I can agree with that argument.
0: I know you're not going to agree with number four at all. This is going to be the one that you go, what the heck, no way. I truly think this year has shown that Danny Dimes has what it takes to take a team, put it, on oh. his, put it on his back when it matters, but he definitely had the help of Saquon Barkley. But you cannot tell me that in this playoff run, that man was not playing with his heart every single play.
1: Uh, no, you can't tell me I mean... that.
0: You can argue anything else, but you cannot tell me that this man was not out there doing what it took.
1: It's going to take a lot for me to be sold on Danny Dimes. That's okay. Eli Manning um, agrees already, with
0: me. He told him they told Eli Manning said send him that contract. I but was that,
1: already sold on on calling him a bust before this year. That's so okay. This year, this year made me kind of say,
0: well,
1: well, that's, this this was the year back, to prove it.
0: Year four, he might be finally in the driver's seat.
1: We'll see. He needs. He definitely needs wide receivers. He doesn't have any, and that's big. That's huge. You know, he he does not have. I mean, name name his top wide receiver.
0: You can't. I can't. It's Saquon Barkley, throwing to the yeah, backfield. Like, you
1: get him somebody like. Uh, I'm not going to say a Justin Jefferson because that's a that's a freak. But if you different. get him, you get him somebody like uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, uh, you know, Scary Terry. Uh, you know, Mike he Evans.
0: Just, he just needs one big name that gets out there and perform. One.
1: One stud. You get him one stud. Maybe even Hopkins.
0: Because they have it in the backfield, and that's what I'm telling you. They have it with Saquon Barkley, who also showed, because I'm telling you, that was, a, that was my comeback player of the year with Saquon. Dude had been my in was, and out of her That
1: was definitely Geno Smith.
0: Hey, Geno was a good one, too. He didn't write back.
1: He didn't write back, but he did win that award.
0: So, moving on, number three. You're going to start getting, like, where's everybody at? I think Jared Goff. With the Detroit Lions. Bro, come on. Found his home, man. Found his home. What am I doing? What are you doing? Hey, he went to the Midwest. He got nothing else to do. What are you going to do in Motor City but play football and learn how to ball out? You can't go to the beach anymore. You can't go, like, hang out. You can't go find all these women. All you got is muscle cars and football. So what's he got to do? He's got to hone in on his game. They were the most proficient offense until they just finally started to teeter out just a little bit and the defense going not hang in there. But Jared Goff... The defense
1: bouncing. at one point was the worst in the league.
0: Yes. So Jared Goff... I think it was one week they that's said... That's uh, I think do it, it was
1: one week, I believe, it was that the Detroit offense was in the top five in the NFL and the Detroit defense was in the bottom five in the NFL.
0: Yeah, you can't win games that way. No. But he has shown with him, with Jamal Williams, with swift in the backfield that the two of them are a powerhouse in the backfield yes they help him stay relevant but he himself is very proficient with throwing the ball and then you got Amon Ross saint brown who i think as a wide receiver i will not be surprised when he is in the top five conversation either because i know anytime i had him against me in fantasy i cried
1: so right now you're telling me you are three you're at third place here and you have not told me Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, Rogers. None of them.
0: So number two.
1: I, don't you hit me with no Geno Smith.
0: I got Joe Shiesty. At number two? Yep. Oh, man.
1: I can't. Hey, yo, it's I'm okay. hiring a new it's, podcast host. That's
0: fine. Let me. I'll give you my reasons about these other ones that are on the list. Just wait. Just wait. Uh, so people are going to okay. agree. You probably won't. So I got Joe Shiesty. <laughs> I think he's, he wants to win. And I think he's going to win at least two two times he will host the Lombardi Trophy. I think the issue is just the Bengals, but they have also proven that they're overcoming you know, their draft issues, their trade issues. They're actually wanting to win now. But I think he himself just wants to win so bad, he's going to get the team to come up to his, to his level and to play well. I won't be surprised if they make it all the way to the end next year again. So I think Joe Burr is going to be there to duke it out. Anything to say about and Number that? one. Number one. It's all going to depend on these next four days. <laughs> but I'm talking about a man who is ready to come in for at least two years. I think he's going to retire early 40s. He doesn't retire at 39 as Aaron Rodgers. If he doesn't retire now, that man's going to want to win at least two more and go out as a champion. So he will be what rivals Pat Mahomes in the short amount of time but obviously not over a long amount of time because their age is over a decade. So I have a rod at number one, as long as he goes somewhere like Vegas, that man is going to come out and he's going to tell green Bay that they should have wrote back. <laughs>
1: wow. So, okay. So you don't have Allen Hertz or Herbert in your top five, not even your top six. Cause you put sunshine in number six. So, why don't you have any of them? My question. You All think right. they're gonna fall you think you're obviously thinking you you happen to be telling me that you believe Hertz and Allen are gonna fall off.
0: So Josh Allen and Buffalo, they can't win big games. They keep choking out. They make it to the end, but they teeter out. They run out of coal on the train, wherever you want to call it, the car runs out of gas right there at the end. They just teeter out, poof, done. Okay. Mm-hmm. So part of it is a whole team thing, but it matters. You can be a great quarterback, but if you don't got the supporting cast around you, you know, it doesn't matter. I honestly think a mediocre quarterback with a good team is, you know, he has a better chance at getting further, but all the pieces matter at the end of the day, right? You still got to have tell a good Dan conductor Reno, on this. Tell him. You still got to have a good conductor on this train.
1: hmm
0: And I say that because you got people also like Peyton Manning, you know, who was able to make people come up to his level. I don't think that... uh He's able to do such. So I don't have Josh Allen in my top five. I just don't think he can win the big games when it matters. Yeah, he played Hurt, but that's still proven in these past few games or past few years, he just can't make it happen. Now, Jalen Hurts, I would probably put still higher. Jalen Hurts, I'd probably put around seven. Jalen Hurts is only because I don't think they're going to have the same kind of run to the Super Bowl. I just think he is a good quarterback. He definitely plays with his heart out there. He definitely cares about the game of football. He definitely cares for his teammates. He definitely cares about everybody. It's just what he puts off. However, I do think that he only did good or as well as he did because of the schedule they had. Strength of schedule does matter, but it's like you said, sometimes you just get you get dealt a good hand. You know, you can't hate the player, you just gotta hate the game. You just gotta be mad that hey, you know, he got two spades on the in his hand and on the draw there's three spades out there he had a flush from the start can't be mad at that he just wins the hand right off the bit off the rip and he played it well but i think next year he won't be as proficient i think it'll fall off a little bit It'll have a little bit different strength of schedule but i still think he'll be a top contender compared to all these other quarterbacks and that leaves us with herbie I love Herbie. I don't care for the Chargers though. I don't just think he's going to do well because I don't think the Chargers want to do well. So because of that, he will suffer next year. His cast is getting old. You can't do it this young actor with a bunch of older actors just isn't going to be able to thrive there.
1: Yeah, I uh I can see that. I can see that. I think he's I think he's good but um they're not doing what they need in my opinion. They're they're picking up older players, it appears, you know, it seems like. So I think uh I think you're definitely going to struggle. Plus, I mean, you gave up the biggest playoff comeback in NFL history. I think it was the biggest comeback in NFL history, wasn't it? Well, against the uh, against the Jaguars?
0: I think it was. Yeah, cuz they were winning Turn that game off, man. I it was like that game thirty-five off. to seven at one point, wasn't it? Uh, it was something nuts. And they ended up it was losing something thirty-eight nuts. to thirty-five, but all that they did have a lot of injuries in that. But at the same time, man, they just got old guys. They just got old guys, and that, well, that's that's an issue. Or oh that yeah, going to roll out. Well, that's why I think Herbie's going to struggle for a little bit because if I just think they're going to struggle because of the old, because of age.
1: Herbie's going to be a young
0: man. And he's got, what, Eckler, who's in his 30s. And then uh, Williams is in his upper 30s, too. I mean, they're old for that position. I'm not trying to make you feel old again. But for that position, Echler, for that...
1: Eckler, Eckler's still the one of the top dogs out there.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that was... I mean, Eckler, you go... You put that man in the weight room against anybody you name right now, I guarantee you he beats him out.
1: Dude's a monster.
0: Guarantee you. Pound for pound, one of the strongest dudes. Definitely one of the strongest backs.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, dude, the monster.
0: There's my top five for you. That's my top five quarterbacks. I know it's given the next year or two to rival Patrick Mahomes.
1: We'll see how this one ages for both of us. One of
0: us will be like wine, and the other one will be like eggs.
1: I, I got my opinion on that, but... Well, let's roll into our. Uh, let's switch up topics in and go to the NBA. And obviously, before I get to my feel good story, because you know I love me some feel good stories, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, and that would be your boy, LeBron James, breaking the all time NFL points record on February seventh, literally the day after we recorded the show. So. Um, or, well, I guess later that night he broke it. Not the day after, but later that night he broke it. Which we kind of figured he would, too. um The big thing that stood out to me, man, in that game, right, was not the fact that he broke it, because we all knew it was coming, right? Uh, it's the fact that the aftermath, you know, they're, they're talking to, obviously, all the Thunder players and stuff like that. And then, of course, I watched uh, some of the, you know, the Internet's undefeated, man. They put together a clip of every shot that LeBron took that night to score his points, and I would say probably—I mean, he—he made—he had thirty-eight points. Um, I don't remember how many of them were uh, were free throws, but it looked like a good over, bit, though. Yeah, it was it looked like it was a good bit, um, but a lot of the shots to me just weren't contested. It was no, the it looked defense, like he just walked like, in, so they stepped off. Yeah, the off. defense, like, wasn't playing. I mean, he needed 36 points to overtake Kareem.
0: It's and almost like those players are just like, man, I'm tired of hearing about it. Let's just give it to him and be done. And then still well, got the thing. W. Like
1: I said, he needed 36 points to overtake Kareem, right? 36 points in a night is no small feat. I mean, let's be honest. It's really not. Uh, even for, you know, arguably one of the greatest ever.
0: Oh, yeah. Easily, but, I think you could put him top five at this point.
1: Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. All right, so, you know, they were asked after the game, and he said uh, one of the players, uh, Kendrick Williams, said, I told my wife you can take it two ways. You can hold him under what he needs to score, or you can be part of history. So what that says to me is when given the chance to possibly keep this man from scoring, like not against me, uh, you know, not going to happen type thing. They chose to let him score. So they can could be part of history.
0: Well, let's be honest on that. In 10 years, I don't think I'm going to remember that it was against. Not even in 10 years. Probably in three years, I'm not going to remember that he broke it against them.
1: Yeah, I, I just, me personally, I don't ever want anybody breaking the record against me.
0: So does that show what? just how much weaker today's NBA is?
1: So i seen this thing from Stephen A. Smith today. And Stephen A. Smith said, I've covered the NBA for a long time. Um, And he's talking about since MJ to now. And he said, people respect LeBron, people feared MJ. Mm. And I think that's part of it, man, is they want to be friends with LeBron. LeBron has turned this NFL or NFL. LeBron has turned this NBA into mind. Huh?
0: So you got football on your mind.
1: Always have football on my mind, man. LeBron has turned the NBA to me in into a more friendly league. We're all buddies. We're all friends. Uh and I don't like that me personally. I like the the passion of, you know, hating your rivals. You know, despising people on the team. We're not friends. We're not cool.
0: Man, yeah, there you know are some I mean? folks you couldn't trade. You're just like, hey, we can't trade so-and-so to that team because... Or like, we can't accept this trade for so-and-so because we're going to have an issue. We're going to have a locker room chemistry issue.
1: Yeah, and I, I'll be honest with you. I love it. I love it. I don't, I don't like this new NBA where everybody's friends and, you know... I'm going to tell you what, man. I've played sports against some of my closest friends. If we're on the other team... I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. I may smirk at you and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but my goal out there is to... Embarrass you. Is to embarrass you, is to crush your spirits. Is to. That's my goal out there. When we walk just off the court, I later want you to be when like...
0: We're done. Hmm? So then when we're done, I'm going to be busting your chops when I'm catching on top of you or whatever.
1: Yeah, you know, like... I want you to know when we walk off the court, when we walk off the field, whatever it may be, I want you to be like... Yeah, he held his own, or I couldn't do nothing, you know? Right. That's always my mentality. My skill sometimes, you know, depending on who I'm against, it doesn't line up, and that's just part of the game. But that's not going to stop me from driving and trying to push any, any harder, you know? These people that were playing LeBron, their skill level wasn't his. But still, you don't just give up because you're like, I want to be part of history. What? Be part of history. Be the team that everybody thought was going to allow 36 points on. I'm, I'm
0: trading you after that. If that's your mentality, I don't want you on my team.
1: I don't want you on the team because that one game could keep you. Could keep you. I mean, maybe it won't, but could keep you from getting in the playoffs. You know what I mean? That that's a big deal. That's no nah, man. No, nah, I I don't like it at all. I don't like that mentality. But um, but
0: now if it happens, end, it happens. Because sometimes you just outplayed. But to give it away, man, that's just sad.
1: Yeah, I'm not about end, that.
0: I don't want the easy win.
1: Not at all. But in the end, you know, LeBron James, he did break the record. Congrats he is on the that. all-time leader in points scored. And congrats. I mean, it's not a small feat.
0: Man, hey, yeah, old, old Kareem will like he's going to come out of retirement handing him that ball.
1: Well, let me roll into my feel-good story then. And this is about What's making you the... feel good, John?
0: Tell us about it.
1: Oh, I love it. This is about the new... Utah Jazz player.
0: Who would that be? Russell
1: Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, man. You know, he got got traded out of L.A. I'm happy for him. I think L.A. was a bad spot for him, the way they treated him. He was a scapegoat. I'm hoping that L.A. continues to kind of just flounder. I hope they do worse without him so that they can see that he wasn't the problem because I don't think he was, and I've said it many times on the show. But uh, these are a set of tweets that were put out about uh, Westbrook and it says in the NBA bubble Russ reportedly left around a 10k tip for the housekeepers at the hotel and, it, and like I said this is a reporter that wrote this when I asked him about it he said he left a big one but wouldn't confirm the amount the money doesn't matter I just like to do the right thing and then there's another tweet from another reporter I know from Disney people that it was over 50,000. They also said that was on top of daily and weekly tips he left, and him being incredibly friendly and easy to work with for all the Disney folks. And then yet another reporter, I I can add to this. Not only did he leave the tip, but he asked others to do something nice for them as well, noting what those workers went through just to ensure that we could have a bubble that's a genuinely good person, man. Like genuinely a good person. Westbrook on the court is a monster, right? He's a, he's a, he, you can tell it's like this deep seated anger that drives him to do well. But Westbrook off the court, man, is just a good dude. He's just a good person, man. And I'll be honest with you for years. I didn't like Westbrook. Um, I really didn't because all I knew was Westbrook on the court. And, you know, I've seen his hostility, his anger, stuff like that. But then I see stuff like this, man, and I go, and I I, got to issue an apology to this man because I had this dude wrong. This dude is a genuinely good person, man. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing more that I like seeing than people like this because when presented with the opportunity to be awesome or to be, you know, just a piece of crap, this dude steps up the plate, man, and just takes care of people. Because that... What's just down to earth,
0: right? Hmm. That's just showing that he's down to earth. Yeah, and whether it's
1: a thousand, ten thousand, fifty thousand, it's nothing to him. But you know what, man? That's huge. Oh yeah. You drop fifty thousand in my lap, just here you go. That's a big deal, man. Oh yeah, man. That's a big deal. These people, you know, that are cleaning their their stuff at Disney, fifty thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand. That's life changing. I guarantee that's more than their monthly salary.
0: That's life changing for a lot of people. It really I mean, is. I mean,
1: pay your and car you don't off? see
0: him out here flaunting it or anything. Like he's like, "Oh yeah, look what I did." Either. So he's just out here genuinely being, yeah, a good guy, just wanting to take care of folks.
1: We are almost two NBA championships away from the bubble, and it's just now coming out of what was done. That's wild. It's been over a year. Are you making it to a year and it's coming out. That's a big deal. That's huge. Oh yeah, I love that man. I love that. I- I'm happy to see stuff like that. Um, I'm all about feel good stories. I love when people send them to me. I love you know promoting them because it just shows that people you know that that not all celebrities, not all uh, sports athletes, you know, whatever you want to call it, whoever, whatever their career path is, people that make a lot of money, they're not all just stuck up or higher than know. thou art. Yeah, it's like Calvin Johnson used to. Calvin Johnson used to take kids and go buy Christmas presents and I seen one receipt that was posted $50,000 it was like
0: ridiculous
1: yeah Shaq Shaq would constantly do stuff Shaq's been known to constantly do stuff like that
0: well that's why he's got the Walmart brand so it could be affordable
1: yeah do you know that's what uh he said why when they were clowning him about his shoes and stuff like that and he said yeah well y'all spend you know how much money making your shoes, and then you charge it, you know, two to three hundred dollars for your shoes. He said, "And who are you selling it to? You're selling it to the people that two to three hundred dollars for shoes are a big deal. I'm not poor by any means, but I'm not rich either. And I'm going to tell you right now, two to three hundred dollars. I don't like spending that on shoes, man.
0: No, and I, mean, I think you can go get his and kids love them, man.
1: Yeah, you know, and." That was huge. Just the thought process of they want to support me, they're gonna try to support me. So if they got to spend two hundred dollars to support me, they're gonna try to do it. You know, and two hundred dollars. I'll be honest with you, two hundred dollars for shoes back when he was pushing the shoes out was a huge deal. A lot of people look at two hundred dollars for shoes now, and it's not. It's still to some of us like, oh man. But I mean, you go to you go to finish line, and the shoes are one hundred twenty to one hundred sixty dollars a pair.
0: Shoot, you got sneaker heads there, that's still cheap to them.
1: Yeah. You know, but he was pushing out shoes not for sneakerheads, not for people that don't mind spending two, three, four hundred dollars on a pair of shoes. But those that need it. But to the children that just idolize this dude. That's right. They could go get their shoes for twenty five dollars. I loved it, man.
0: I mean he realized it was it. bigger than him.
1: Yeah, and I love people like that, I love stories like that. So for anybody listening, if y'all got stories like that, man, y'all send them to me. I'll look into them, and I promise you, if they're a good story, I will put them out there because I love it. I think that stuff should be put out. So, That's right. Well, with that, Ray Ray, we are now to the stats of the week. Do you got any for me?
0: So did baseball last week. I'm going to hit you with another baseball one this year, this, this, year, this night. This is just about another uh, Greg Maddox. I don't know if you know that little name or not.
1: Yes, mm, maybe.
0: But just to show how dominant of a pitcher he was. So, Maddox faced twenty thousand four hundred and twenty-one batters during his time in the league. In that twenty thousand four hundred and twenty-one, only three hundred and ten hitters saw a three and 0 count. Out of that three ten, a hundred and seventy-seven of them were intentional walks. Mm-hmm. So to break it down even further for you, that's only .006% of all those hitters. So a three and o count. That's not counting intentional walks. Mm. You talk about a man who was on a mound and almost automatic. That'd be Greg Maddox.
1: That's wild. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hit you with two NFL stats. And the first them this one way. is. First one is your boy Geno Smith. Do you know that Geno Smith is the first Seahawks quarterback to ever receive an MVP vote?
0: Even with Russ, Russell Wilson has
1: never received an MVP vote.
0: Man, you would have had me bet on that. I would have lost it all.
1: And Danny Kellington. I don't know if that name rings a bell. He plays, uh, or excuse me, he doesn't play. He is on the Bills training staff uh he was one yes. of the people that took care of demar hamlin and, and resuscitated him and everything he also has now received more mvp mvp votes than uh than your boy Russ.
0: he got one uh, like a fifth one or something didn't he i know he got one vote
1: he got one vote
0: that's crazy that's awesome
1: yeah and then the other stat patrick mahomes is the first QB in NFL history to lead the league in passing yards and win the Super Bowl in the same season. Really? Yep.
0: Mm.
1: Wild. What's going to be wild is when
0: we're talking about Patrick Mahomes in 10 years beating Tom Brady's records. Because at this pace, it's going to happen.
1: There's already people trying to say that he's better. I'm I'm not going to even pretend.
0: time matters. Time matters to that. That's what
1: I'm saying. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna entertain those uh No.
0: But we can those, as cause... as a man of statistics at this rate he's on path. But that's just it. It can change. So we can reconvene that conversation at what? Season eighteen for him? That'd be close enough, five years out from twenty three. Mm, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll be We'll see. I can tell you if he continues on his path man it's going to be hard to argue anything otherwise oh yeah I agree so, well that is it for me for stats do you uh, do you got any shout outs this week
0: well it is Valentine's Day so I guess I'm going to have to shout out Miss Mallory or Miss Ray Ray in the discord
1: yeah soon to be uh,
0: yeah, that never to be Miss Ray Ray for real that's right that's right
1: well, uh of course I'm gonna shout out my lovely wife Kelsey on Valentine's Day. Obviously when everybody else hears it, they'll be like, Today's the fifteenth but
0: uh Yeah, it's two fourteen today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, I'm gonna shout my wife out. Uh happy Valentine's Day, babe. And then um I guess the uh I guess I really don't have any Other shout-outs. Oh, you know what? I take that back. I do have a shout-out. And and he may never listen to this because he did not really follow sports, but I'm still going to give him a shout-out. And that would be my boy, soon-to-be Staff Sergeant McCarthy. He he was selected to promote to Staff Sergeant. Um, Him and I, for the past four years, have been sergeants together. So he finally got his first look this year. And uh for anybody who doesn't know how our program goes, it takes forever at our ranks to get a look once you get to Sergeant. Well, he got his first look and that's all it took. He was selected. So congratulations to him and uh congratulations to everybody else that was selected. So Well, that be all I got. So that's I all appreciate I got. you. I appreciate you coming on the show, Ray Ray.
0: Hey man, week in, week out.
1: Hey. We're trying to we trying to make it. I, oh, you know what? I gave one more shout out. One more shout out. I want to give a shout out to uh to uh, Ray Ray's daddy. That would be uh Mr. Raymond. <laughs> give him a little shout out because he is now listening to the show. So I appreciate the support. I'm sure Ray Ray does too. And make sure you uh make sure you scold your son on his uh his list of five hey, quarterbacks.
0: Now we're gonna know if he listens to this episode. Because <laughs> if he ah. don't say anything to me, I'm gonna call him out on it. <laughs>
1: But well, Ray Ray, like I said, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um and uh yeah, that's it, man. I got nothing. You got nothing. So with that, we out. See ya.